Uh, I want to, if you were here, I think it was Wednesday night, I talked a little bit about the four supreme efforts. So I'd like to talk a little bit more about those because I, I think it's a really important, uh, a very important thing to, for us to grasp and it, it's, a real, it's also a really good tool to work with. Um, I read, uh, this is from a teacher that's one of my, that I think of as my teacher. And she died in 1990, but uh, her audio tapes are online, and she's written some books. And when I was in Sri Lanka, her name is on lots of different things. And the person who was the head of my ordination panel actually named her own little uh, meditation center after Ayakema. So I think she was a very instrumental uh, nun, in Sri Lanka and had a lot to do with uh, ordination coming back into the world for uh, women. You know, for over a thousand years, women couldn't have higher ordination. And the Buddha taught that the Sangha is only whole when we have lay men, lay women, and, and uh, monks and female monks. So we need all four to be the entire Sangha. And it wasn't until 1998 that the Sri Lankan Buddhist brought back bhikkhuni ordination. Before that, women could ordain, women could become nuns, but they were called uh, ten precept nuns. They were, a lot of times they were uh, more or less uh, the people who took care of the temples. But they weren't allowed to have full ordination. So there were lots of things, lots of conditions that came together and made it possible for ordination to come again into the world. But, um, and it happened first in Sri Lanka. And Aparaya Kama was one of those, uh, a big, strong influence. So she was a German woman who lived about 30 years in Sri Lanka, traveled all over the world and talked. So she's another one of those role models for strong women. Anyway, she gave a talk on, uh, and the talk was used recently for another retreat that another nun did in Sri Lanka. And she talked about the four supreme efforts. And I, I was really drawn to this teaching because it really opened my eyes and I saw things uh, differently than I had before. So it's really been helpful for me. The four supreme efforts, she said they are uh, supremely beneficial, but supremely hard to practice. So those are the two reasons they're supreme. So don't, don't, it sounds very simple, but this is, it's kind of the whole thing. I think it gives us enough to work on for probably this lifetime and beyond. And you know we're already working on loving kindness, and that's going to take several lifetimes to, to master. So it's another one of those tasks. The supreme efforts. This is uh, the way she explains them, and I think this is a simplified version, so it appeals to me. Then they're directly from the suttas, the, the, what the, Buddhist, uh, the Buddha talked about. But she says the four supreme efforts are not allowing unwholesome states of mind to arise. So that's when we're pulling things up by the root. We're not allowing unwholesome states of mind to arise. 
and we are maintaining wholesome states of mind when they arise. And we are also, well, I'm getting them out of order. I've got to do it in her order because the order is important. We don't allow unwholesome states of mind to arise. And when unwholesome states of mind have arisen, we deal with them. We take care of them. And then we allow wholesome states of mind to arise. We develop wholesome states of mind. And then the fourth one is maintaining wholesome states of mind and letting those four things be the way we look at our daily lives and our meditation practice. So there were some things in the discussion on Wednesday that I thought were really good that I uh, wanted to be sure I, I didn't leave out because a couple of you brought up things like when we work with, when we work with uh, uh, therapies and mental health uh, therapies in, in our culture and around the world, a lot of times we have to bring up some of those unwholesome states of mind and, and uh, experience them. We're not talking with, with, the Buddha was not talking about repressing any kind of uh, you know, our negative thoughts or repressing any of the, what the Buddha would call unwholesome states of mind. He's talking about really pulling them out by the root and then what do we do? What do we put in their place? And that's the wholesome states of mind. So I think it's really important to say that we're, we're not talking at all about repression. We're talking about the best way to, to pull these unwholesome states of mind out is to bring them up and out, to clean them out. So, uh, how do we do that? And I know, you know, in most therapies that we work with today, one way we deal with that is to be very clear about what those unwholesome states of mind are. And, uh, and I was telling the group on Wednesday that the phrase unwholesome states of mind or unwholesome thinking always had such a negative connotation to me like uh, kind of dirty or perverse or something sort of uh, like nasty thoughts. So I thought, well that, you know, we're, some of us are getting beyond that, right? So it, most, of our, most of our negative thoughts are pretty mundane. And, but the Buddha was talking about those mundane, unwholesome states of mind. Negative thinking about ourselves. And that's the number one thing that we're, we need to work on. And that's why we always begin our meditation practice with loving kindness directed towards ourselves. Because the negative states of mind, those unwholesome states of mind that do us the most damage and set everything else in motion, are those thoughts we have about ourselves. That we're not good enough, that uh, we're unlovable, that there's something wrong with us, that we're not fixable, you know, we, all those things that we think about ourselves, or that we're not good enough unless we have stuff, uh, we're not good enough unless we're, we're achieving the most, and we're the most successful, or we're the most beautiful or handsome or strongest or fastest or we have the biggest cars and the most money. All that stuff that makes us for, that can make us think that we're okay and all that does is set us in those 
we, it starts us right off with grasping and clinging and pushing things away that we think don't make us look so good. So those are unwholesome states of mind. That's when we want to, we want to get at the root of why we think we need more, why we think we have to cling and pull things to us. And that can be clinging things to us, like people who will love us and never, you know, never stop loving us, and uh, things that may seem on the surface good. But what we, we need to do is get to the root of why we need those things, why we're clinging, or why we feel angry at ourselves, or why we get bored, why we get irritated, that whole range of negative thinking. Um, those are the unwholesome states of mind that the Buddha is talking about. Those are the things that set off the wheel of samsara. Just boom. Uh, we want something. We smell a, a flower. We smell a fragrance in the air. And we need to chase it down. And we need to find the cologne or the perfume that smells like that. And we need to go buy the plant and put it in our yard. Oh, get a yard first. So we can plant it in our yard. Uh, buy it, go to a florist and buy it, cut it and buy it. You know, it's, so even, even that fragrance that delights us, we become attached to it and we chase after it. So you can, then if we have, if there's a taste of food, instead of being able to enjoy it and then in, enjoy that experience and let it go, it can become a craving or it can become an aversion. And, and, uh, and we've all seen that happen with ourselves and, and other people. So we become very attached to uh, all of the things that our senses are, are informing us about. And those will lead to unwholesome states of mind if we aren't mindful and working with right view, right intention, and then right action. So we have to work with that, we have to see that, we have to dredge up that stuff first so we can bring it to the surface, so we can uproot it. Just like it does no good to cut a plant off at the, you know, at the ground and any kind of weed or creeper or ivy, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't do any good just to cut it off right where we can't see it anymore. It only works if we pull it out by the root. So. The first supreme effort is to not have those unwholesome states of mind arise. And when we, when we work with those unwholesome, that unwholesome thinking, and we work with it, I think it's perfectly valid to work with it in a therapeutic model where we're looking at it and bringing it up. And the Buddha is telling us to also look at those unwholesome states of mind as how they interact with craving and aversion and uh, we have to see that it's it's the chasing after <clears throat> or the pushing away from us you know those are the things that we have to be careful about those are the things that will become they will become those conditioned negative states of mind so begin with ourselves and that means beginning with loving kindness practice towards ourselves uh, until we do even trying to send out loving kindness can be contaminated. We may be sending out conditional loving kindness. <laughs> I'll love you as long as you give me something in return. Or I'll love you if you love me back. 
Or I'll love you if you'll be like me. I'll love you if. So that's, that's not loving kindness. But if we're, if we're uh, not able to love ourselves, then we can't put out unconditional acceptance and love. So the next one is, when, when those negative states, those unwholesome states of mind, when that negative thinking has arisen, how do we, how do we work with it? And how do, we, how do we get rid of the negative states of mind? And that's when we need to be sure that we're able to fill ourselves up with positive states of mind. And then we're also able to keep working with that clinging and that aversion and let it go. Oh, I Buddha kids, which is going to be a real fast. We may only get through two of these four supreme states. So the third one is um, developing the, those wholesome states of mind. And the fourth one is maintaining those wholesome states of mind. So developing wholesome states of mind is when we work with right intention and we work with mindfulness. When we pay attention all the time to what we're doing and what we're, what we're thinking, and the more we learn to pay attention to that in, every, in our everyday movements, the more we'll be, we'll be able to develop you know, we'll catch ourselves as the negative thinking arises. We'll catch ourselves when we're in the middle of a good, positive thought, where we're thinking, right now everything is okay, I don't need to get involved in that person's story, I don't need to create stories about myself that aren't, don't need to be there anymore. A lot of how I think we can look at maintaining wholesome states of mind is to be very clear that we're going to drop our stories. And no matter how much fun they are, no matter how much we enjoy our favorite stories, and some of them are the ones that tell us that we're no good, that we're not you know, worthy, um, if when we see that story, we need to drop it. Just let it go. Not, not even think about it, just let it go. That alone is going to help us maintain those wholesome states of mind. And the last one is maintaining wholesome states of mind. And the best way we do that, and the only way the Buddha said we do that, is to continue practicing, to continue coming back to the cushion. Because that's when we're going to be sinking deeper and deeper and find that concentration that comes from our sitting practice and find that loving kindness that, that arises so as long as we know that we keep coming back to our practice, we, even when things seem very rough and very uneven and very, when it's very hard to drop those stories, if we know we keep coming back to our practice, we know that we'll get there. We, because we're coming back to what we know is true. We're coming back to that breath. And one breath at a time, we'll keep coming back to those wholesome states of mind. So we have Buddha kids, so I'll end it with that. Thank you very much.